I'm Harmony Williams, and this is Life Changing Trips. Sometimes it's hard to see the freedom and the beauty that lives behind the weight of everything we carry. But I believe that life is so amazing, and I can't waste another moment. I'm so excited to be here with you for another transformational conversation about experiences and the latest research on plant medicine, meditation, breath work, and other unconventional modalities, and how they are being used for mental health and expansion. I hope by listening that you will find ways to integrate your peak experiences and epiphanies to open up new levels of possibilities, ingenuity, and fulfillment in business, and deeper, authentic connection and passion in your relationships, and a feeling of purpose, of living fully alive. All content is for informational, entertainment, educational, and harm reduction purposes only. Life-Changing Trips and Harmony Williams and their affiliates and guests are not doctors or mental health professionals or legal advisors. Any information shared is not meant to treat, diagnose, or claim cures for any physical conditions or mental illness. Psychedelics and sacred plant medicines are not for everyone, even when done legally. There are serious contraindications with various health conditions and pharmaceutical medications. Please do your own research and take action to be informed. Remember that you are 100% responsible for your actions and subsequent consequences. The views of the guests are not the views and opinions of life-changing trips. Welcome. Today we have Renee Novello and she is the host of Feel Good with Renee. If you haven't listened to this podcast, it is awesome. On this podcast, she inspires you and empowers you to go deeper in self-connection and share simple ways to feel good and help you create a space for soul nourishment. She talks about opening your intuitive channel, attending to the body through grounding the nervous system, and just creating an opening to allow us to receive our messages from guidance and from our higher self. So she talks a lot about human design and how understanding your energetics, your sensitivities, you are able to feel immediate empowerment and give yourself permission for radical self-acceptance On this episode, we cover a fun array of topics. We talk about microdosing. We talk about unhealthy use of plants and medicines, unconscious behavior. We talk about healthy use of plant medicine. We talk about parenting. We talk about connecting to yourself and to your partner. And we talk about sex. So all kinds of fun stuff. I share just a little bit about one of my plant medicine journeys and how it changed my life and my parenting and my relationships. I want to give another disclaimer that even if you are microdosing in a place that is safe and legal, still I would recommend starting very small because everyone's bodies are very different. And I have personally talked with a couple people and their nervous systems may be a little bit different If you are sensitive, if you have some neurological things or possibly even autism, they're doing autism and uh, plant medicine studies right now, your body may react differently. Okay, so moral of the stories, and hopefully we'll be able to have more people sharing their stories on here, but is to do your research, do lots of research and start very, very, very small. I know some facilitators and they said they used to recommend kind of the standard vitamin or stamen stack protocol, which is closer to a quarter of a gram. And they're like, no, we start people at 
one-tenth of a gram, 0.10, which is way less than a tenth of of a full macro dose or therapeutic dose. So please be careful and know that everyone is different. Not everyone reacts the same way. The next thing I wanted to touch on, I have a couple people that have talked to me and um, at least one of them for sure has agreed to come on the podcast, but um, two I've talked to in person that were bipolar. And I know if you are prone to schizophrenia, that's something they, it could be a triggering episode. So they suggest you stay away from psychedelics. And with this bipolar for one of them, it, it was mushrooms in specific, psilocybin, it pushed them into a bipolar episode and took them several months to pull out of. And the other one uh, did really well on it on what the first dose, but it's such a different thing for each person every time. Even if you had a great time one time, it could be a little more rough. So just ex- use extreme caution. Even if you're doing this somewhere where it's legal, be cautious, check in with yourself, err on the side of caution. And really, I, I just... I just want to put some warnings out there. We, I have some episodes coming and some interviews in the works that will highlight a few of these things to be careful of so you can understand what and why and if that sounds like you. One other thing to be cautious of would be facilitators. So I have heard three different personal experiences about a specific lady in the Salt Lake area, Salt, um, Salt Lake, Utah County area. And three separate people went to this person and they had great times and things were going well the first couple times they went. And one in specific I will tell you about, and she's also agreed to come on um, for harm reduction purposes. And then the third time they went, apparently the lady had been embezzling money from people and breaking up relationships. And whoever was giving her her medicine decided they did not want to have anything to do with her. And so she decided she was going to make up her own little mixture of medicine. And this person ended up in a mental hospital and the a friend of hers went and got some medicine from the person and had it tested in the lab and it ended up having meth and Adderall and all kinds of crazy stuff in it. So be very cautious. This is not this is not something to take lightly. Okay. So saying all of this, I I did consider many of these things before starting the podcast and I understand that there are risks and things can be done in a way that is not helpful and can be harmful and I know that God and the universe pushed me to do this and start this podcast and share this information because there is value, there is benefit, there are lives that will be saved through this. There are many medications and pharmaceuticals that are very dangerous and harmful and yet we need them for certain purposes and God has put all these things on the earth for different purposes and many of them can be misused. And the more education and knowledge that we can get out, the more intentional and researched and knowledgeable use that we can have. So I don't believe that hiding something because it has a possible downside is the answer and there is such light and beauty in it. So as I was reading following Finding Your North Star by Martha Beck, and she is talking about activities that are fake happiness and that are real happiness and true joy. And I think 
the crazy thing, and I, I talk about this in an up, or one of my guests talks about this in an upcoming episode about these is most drugs are used to cover or hide or numb. And we, you can get addicted to alcohol. And what I didn't understand before I came, became familiar with these psychedelic plant medicines is that the reason they are using them to help people get off of drugs and they're using them to help people who are alcoholics and they are finding that uh, incredible retention rates for people to quit smoking. These are different and it's really hard to understand because they've been lumped in with other things that have a lot of harm to them, uh, meth and heroin and cocaine and things like this. And we still use Ritalin and Adderall that are, you know, very close to meth in some medications and they're used in a very set format, but that doesn't mean that they are healthy or uh, don't have any side effects or any problems with them. So as we look at these, these ones are, they open up your soul and I believe God put them here to show us what we forgot when we were born. And as she in the book talked about these things that bring true joy, I feel like the plant medicines, many of them for me, help strip away all of the fake and all those things that I've been chasing and bring me back to that true joy and help me see from a higher consciousness, from a God consciousness and understand. And people come back and they just focus on what's really important. The other things fall away. And if you listen to Doug Cartwright's interview, he says the same thing. You just see what's important and you focus on, and so many mothers I've talked to and Michael Poland in the book, How to Change Your Mind, talks about how it's connected them to the people in their life and how they've seen these relationships and how important they are. And the other things that aren't so important that we get bogged down in and the stresses and the things that don't even matter that we're fighting about fall away. And you're able to be more of who you were the day you were born, right? More like a little child, more of your soul and your essence instead of all the things that we get along the way as we go throughout life. I just want to make a real delineation between intentional use and you know in your heart whether this is intentional use connecting you to your soul and to your God and to your higher consciousness and connecting you to good. And I'm not saying that these can't be abused and that people don't chase that easy easy way to get connected or feel good or whatever that is. And if you've never tried them, it's just really hard to understand that they're different. And the other end of the coin is that if you've been pushing down things and you have strong emotional experiences and stress and stuff you've just been shoving down, that these will bring them up for you to work on. And if you don't have support in that, you really don't want to go I'll liken it to if you took somebody who maybe had some abuse in their past and you take them and you give them one therapy session and they dig into this therapy session and then they don't have access to a therapist anymore and you just brought all this crap up and they feel terrible and don't feel like 
they're worthy or they haven't helped had any help processing through this, they could literally be left in a suicidal state and go do something really bad if they don't have support around this. So I understand that there are there are risks surrounding it. There are contraindications with medicine, and I, out of love, want to offer my experiences and other people's experiences and hopefully shedding some light on the the pitfalls and the beauty so that we can uncover and put this into the light and see it for what it truly is. So I ask you to connect with your heart and to ask what what this is, what God put this on earth for and listen to that. You're the only one you can control and you can make a decision and you don't need to try these medicines. It is not a necessity, but there are people out there that are hurting, that are searching, that are suicidal and that don't have any other options. And there are people that are called to this and they may have other options, but they understand and have researched how this may open them up and be able to have a shift in their mindset and in their heart. Wherever you're at, that's perfect. It's exactly where you need to be. You don't need to be any anywhere different. And however you feel about these things, listen to your heart. If they makes you it makes you uneasy thinking about you doing a plant medicine, do not do them right now. It is not it is not time. It may never be time and that's okay. You listen to your heart. There are many different ways for you to be able to connect to this authenticity, your essence, to the universe, to God, and you may feel stuck right now, there are answers out there. Keep searching, and I hope to offer some different things here that can help break through that ego into the subconscious, into your heart, into your soul, so that you're able to find the healing and the joy in the path that is yours. So thank you for humoring me. I really wanted to get those things that were on my heart out. And I welcome any questions or comments or concerns, or if there's some someone or something that you'd like me to address in the podcast, I would love to hear about that. Okay. So as we jump into this episode, I hope that you find value, whether you are choosing to explore plant medicines more or whether you want to choose to vote for them when they come up for vote. I hope that you find value and answers and wisdom here on this podcast. And I'm really excited for this this fun and authentic conversation. And I really hope that you come in with an open heart and you get what your heart needs. Renee Novello is the podcast host of Feel Good with Renee, right? Did I get it? I am. Yes. 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 Hi. Thank you for having me. But I'm (laughs) so I'm so excited to have this conversation. It's been really fun. Some of the conversations on your podcast are a little above my pay grade as far as uh, like astrology or human design goes. But I'm really interested in those. They sound fascinating in the human design things that I have learned there, they really help. They help me understand myself and what's going on. Like, oh, this makes sense. I'm trying to overreach in that place or I'm working against myself in certain areas. So it's fun. I I'm loving your podcasts. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. We get into really a variety of alternative, I would say for most people, ways to feel good and to feel more self-connected. So I'm glad that you're listening in and getting something from it. Thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, it's similar things here. It's about not just plant medicine on this one, but different, like you said, kind of alternative things or modalities to help people get out of the depression, out of the midlife crisis, the rut and feel good, like you said. And sometimes it's just a little step better out of that depression. And sometimes it's these huge things. And then we still get to maintain that. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm hoping you'll give us a little background and tell us about your experiences with plant medicine, and then feel free to sprinkle in any of the fun stuff. That's just you and what you do as we go. So if you want to a short background. Sure. Harmony. Yeah. And I too, I, I knew when I, you know, connected with you that we had a common resonance and that we were similar. And I was very attracted to the way that you are empowering people and educating people. So I too, am just equally excited to connect with you and your work. And yeah, I mean, in terms of um, my backstory, let's see, it's like, how far do I go back? But really, you know, I have always been on a bit of a, I would say like a, a seeker or a healing journey, looking at different, all sorts of different ways you know, to heal from some, I would say like more low level trauma, um, (laughs) you know, uh, that was a part of my experience, um, you know, when I was younger and I was very open-minded in learning about different ways that I could potentially approach that, that came first, I will fully admit with a I was very much into numbing myself with plant medicine, with marijuana in particular. I spent many, many years of my life being creative and stoned and completely high functioning. And, you know, I would go to work and I'd actually feel like I was way more productive and turned, you know, tuned in. And I think I I let that become a a coping mechanism though. And I let that become pretty unconscious behavior. Mm -hmm. And so... I let that go entirely. I actually, ironically, became almost allergic to it in in a way. I started to have panic and anxiety. And I don't know if nowadays marijuana is just a completely different animal than it was maybe back when I was younger, but it just got to be too strong for my system. I'm a highly sensitive person and I'm pretty open and empathic and intuitive. And through using that particular uh, medicine, I I just, I felt compromised. I felt numb and just not my best self. So I let that go entirely. And yeah, I really very conscious about what substances I take. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. I don't find that agrees with my system. You know, coffee is kind of my only vice at this point, you know. <laughs> In the same and- way. I'm like, okay, I know I talk about plant medicines all the time, but I am very particular on even my caffeine intake. It's like once or twice a week, 70 grams, is it grams, milligrams or less? No, like I can't even do half of a, anyway, but I'm, I'm very particular about what I put into my body and people don't normally believe me when I'm like, no, no, really microdosing is like, I I feel like it's less, what's the word? 
I don't want to say harmful, but, but there's almost more side effects of caffeine to worry about right. than, right. than microdosing. And people don't, don't quite believe me, but anyway, yeah, I'm the same. And yeah, now no, I really, like, I don't really see a point to alcohol for me. And I know some people, it helps them loosen up and be able to be okay in social situations to have a few drinks. And, and I know there's some really harmful stuff about it too, but that's a whole nother mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate what you're saying. I mean, I, I definitely now even, and you know, I'm 45 and I feel like I'm more sensitive than ever. And in a way that can feel kind of isolating because, you know, I'm not able to go out into social environments or, you know, I'm really particular and really try, you know, I'm very discerning about my energy. And so the plant, the, well, the experience with starting microdosing came kind of almost as a surprise to me because I had sort of thought, I don't want to bring in a substance that's going to, well, trigger any of those other things that I mentioned, like panic or anxiety, because I tend to be predisposed to running very Oh, let's say a little on the, you know, controlling uptight side. Um, you know, I'm not super like free. I, I mean, I am very free and open, but I'm not super like, sure, let's do anything. I'm I'm pretty mindful about that. And, you know, I have a a personal expander in my life. She's my best friend's mom. She's a clinician. She's actually a an incredible therapist. And she has opened and a clinic actually in DC where I used to live in Northern Virginia is right near there. And she actually uh, does therapeutic doses of different psychedelics. And, and through her and I talking, she was encouraging me to potentially try microdosing psilocybin. And I did my, in addition to that, you know, I, I trusted her and I trusted her guidance, but in addition to that, I definitely did my own research. I took a training. I, you know, I did not want to just unconsciously start doing something just to do it. And at that point in time, the impetus to that was really that I was feeling these bouts of low level depression. I was feeling uninspired in my work. And I am a really, you know, I love to be creative and in what I'm putting out in the world. And I was really feeling, I guess, stuck. So I was looking for something that was not a pharmaceutical you know, and I think there's a time and a place for that for sure. I've been on pharmaceuticals when I was younger, but I wanted to look at something that was going to be more of a natural substance. And so through that training, through her guidance, I, yeah, I started. And again, I'm taking a very low dose. Um, I'm not interested at this point. I don't feel called to take you know, the, what are they, meso doses or even the larger mega doses? I'm not at this point feeling aligned with that, but I was, and again, this may be because again, I'm, I'd be curious to ask you too, if you think this is because I am so sensitive, but I had a profound shift pretty much immediately with a microdose. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. go there really fast in case people haven't listened or are just very new to this. Maybe they haven't listened to other episodes before. A therapeutic dose, when you talk about that, is more like maybe what Johns Hopkins does, two and a half, three grams, a full trip is what we would be talking about then. And then a microdose, which is what she's now talking about, They, the, it's very individual, but some of the protocols say around a 
0.25 of a gram, which is about one tenth of a full dose. So very small dose subperceptual is what we talk about when we're talking about a micro dose. So you don't notice it. You don't, you're not like feeling the effects of it um, as far as psychedelically, because, Mm -hmm. because you do, and I'll hopefully you'll, I'm sure you'll get into this, but um, you do feel differently. You're just not noticing kind of more like caffeine. I mean, Mm. you don't go around all day, like, Whoa, I'm on caffeine. Oh, I can, <laughs> Whoa, that caffeine is real. You're, I mean, you, you notice it, you know, you feel a little bit more happy or uh, that it does that for me. At least I feel happier on caffeine, a little bit more energy, a little bit more motivated, but you're not like focused. You don't really notice it in your body anyway. So there's like a quick little, mm-hmm. and then there's doses all in between. And some people can do a quarter of a gram and it feels like it sends them on a full trip and so, that are very sensitive to it. And some people, it, everyone's just very different in the dosing and their body and where they're at in their life. So, okay. Now getting mm-hmm. back to the profound shift, the, the good stuff that you found, you found almost immediately, you said, so I'd love to hear about that. I mean, the way I would describe it is you know, I felt lighter. I felt this, and it's not so much something that was weighing on me, except for, I can only say it felt like my own sort of internal pressure or my own feeling this little weight on me to, that was, that was, I guess that, that sense of low level depression that I was experiencing. And when I, you know, the first with, well, the first day I I did, you know, take the dose, I felt this weight lift off of me. And I felt very, I felt more like myself. I felt more like I was tapping into my, you know, my sense of what I would say is my higher self. I felt like some of that fog and I felt more clear. And I, I did, you know, have the, I had some lift of energy too. I felt more energetic with accomplishing some things that I had been procrastinating on and putting to the side. And, and so it was really a lovely experience right away for me. Of course, at first it was a little more significant. Like I wouldn't say it was psychedelic in any way, but it was a little bit more like giddy or, you know, like I felt a little giddy, but I didn't feel out of control. I, you know, used, I went outside, I got out in nature. I, you know, I grounded a lot that day to be, yeah. Cause I, I got a little nerves, you know, for at first I was uh, admittedly like a little nervous, like, yeah, that sense of like control for me is really strong. Like I said, so I was like, Oh, I don't want to invite in anything that's going to be, make me feel, you know, weird or mm-hmm. panicky. And, and I was pleasantly surprised that I was able, you know, if any, like maybe just a tinge of that, I could ground myself and go outside. And then I felt you know, I was able to breathe and move through it and no problem. So it just really was an immediate lift of some fog, brain fog, and it just boosted my spirits in a way that I felt like, wow, like, you know, you kind of had that natural inclination to like, want to, you know, share that or want other people to have that available, you know, be able to make that choice to, to experience that as well. I was like, wow, this could be such a good alternative for a lot of people. I think that kind of deal with that kind of flatness at, you know, certain parts of life. 
Yeah. Are you willing to share your dosages kind of around where, and actually in that, in maybe I'll, yeah, no, you go first and then I'll um, share a little more. So I was thinking, I'm like, I should have grabbed the doses because when you were talking about the different amounts, I was like, Oh, what am I taking? I can probably, I can look that up for you, but I know that what I'm taking is a blend with lion's mane. So I want to say, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it's a hundred MG milligrams, right? Um, Lowercase MG, right? Milligrams. And there's a hundred lion's mane as well. So there's like a blend of 50, 50 of each that I'm taking. And the lion's mane is really that I think enhances that focus. It will, it's what it's, you know, designed to do is enhance focus. And so that for me works really well. I've experimented with 150 milligrams. I actually prefer the focus component. I feel like it really helps me. So yeah. Does that make sense? Is that the right? That's very helpful, I think. And I know as I was talking with some other facilitators, people who run microdosing groups or facilitate full full doses, full journeys, that one of them had commented that they used to recommend because there's a Fatiman protocol and there's a couple different kind of ideas. And like I said, they're around a quarter of a gram. And what is that? 250 milligrams? I don't know. I'd have to look at my I know I'm not calculations here, but, um, (laughs) and, and she said, I actually now recommend starting more like at 0.1, a 10th of a gram and, or near there 0.15, something like that. So anyway, I think that's interesting and everyone's so, so different that I, I definitely Mm -hmm. would, I definitely would start. I mean, I, of course we have our legal disclaimer and I'm not recommending Mm -hmm. anyone do anything, but there are, this is becoming legal in more, you know, I feel like it's going to become legal in more and more places. And it's something I guided a gal on a hike from Canada that just had her prescription microdosing medication. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. You know, just, this is, this is becoming real. Anyway, I think starting around that one-tenth of a gram and just seeing how you feel on it, most people, I'm guessing, won't feel anything on a tenth of a gram, but there will be a certain percentage of the population that's very sensitive that will, and that that more than that might be too much. Does that make sense? So why not start? That's me. Yeah, I think that's me entirely. Um, I am that sensitive person. It doesn't take much for me to feel anything. So, I mean, I take an Advil and I feel loopy. So I (laughs) knew I wanted to be conservative. And actually, I haven't felt intuitively guided to try more at this point. Not to say I wouldn't be, or I would be opposed to it, but I just feel like it really helped serve me still even. And, you know, I um, have taken some breaks here and there, but I, you know, still feel very much a therapeutic benefit from even that micro micro dose. Um, yeah. Sure. Do you want to share how often, like, are you on a pretty set schedule or do you just kind of like intuitively feel when you take it? Yeah. Great question. So I did start off on a protocol that, um, was, uh, I would do one day on, and then I would take 
two days off to integrate one day on two days off. That was about what I would do. And I did that consistently for 30 days. And then I took a break and then I've gone back um, now to, I sometimes will take it. I will even sometimes take it back to back, but that's usually not the norm for me. It's more, I like to give a day or two to integrate. And I actually feel some benefit to that. I feel during those integration days that those are just as potent as the days that I'm actually taking the microdose. Nice. What do you have any specific practices that you do on integration or for integration? Well, so that's also a great question because I feel like that's a super important point is being intentional and also having, you know, those practices to support the growth, right. That's potentially happening. And I, I mean, I am a writer. I, I write intuitively, you know, I process life by writing. So writing is always a consistent for me. I find that sometimes when I am, so there's, I guess maybe there's things I do every day. So it's not necessarily specific to the integration period, but I do definitely try to get into a meditative space. And when I say that for me, that's not necessarily sitting on you know, a cushion and being completely still and quiet. Although I usually start my day that way, but it's not for very long. I, you know, like to stretch. I like to kind of get into my body because I can be, you know, an overactive thinker. <laughs> There's a lot going on up here. So for me, that that getting into my body and stretching and, you know, always like I do definitely try to put my feet on bare grass or earth or, you know, go for a walk, something like that. Like that is kind of my consistent go-to go-tos in terms of integrating and and seeing what what wants giving that space for for whatever needs to come through to come through. Nice. Yeah, it's funny I was on my son's field trip yesterday and one of the other moms I know, she started a a nature school for elementary awesome. age kids and so I knew I knew this and they'd lost their property and her son was back in my minds class. And so we were talking and, and I got to lead them on a nature walk and as part of the field trip. And of course, in this mom's group, we were a little more, let them flow, right? (laughs) The other Uh group that came through, there was, there was a parental person stopping them from doing anything too crazy. Right. But in this group, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had half the kids with their shoes off and it was freezing yesterday. It was like 27 degrees and the sun was out. Yeah. But I, when we started this and they had their shoes off and they were like touching the trees and they were grounding. We ta- told them what grounding was. It was so fun. I love that. <clears throat> and my son I love that in, so much. <laughs> <laughs> fell in the water and had freezing cold feet. And we're like, it's good. Take them off. You want to ground anyway. But yeah, it's so good. And we don't, yeah, like just starting. I didn't know any of this when I was younger. I didn't until like maybe the last 10 years, you know, I didn't yeah. get into any of this this stuff, but it's so good. It's so good to, there's a whole Netflix show on grounding. If anyone wants to know what we're talking about, actually seen that (laughs) it's like that electromagnetic field of the earth is very healing. And we, you know, yeah, I've seen actually, I think I've seen all of that documentary. I'm trying to remember. I think it is on Netflix or YouTube. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I get confused. 
but it's really good. They show yeah. some of the science behind it. So it doesn't just seem mm-hmm. like this woo witchy practice or something that we do to go stand yeah. out in nature. But you, once yes. you do it, you feel the change, you feel the difference. So it definitely, that, that's me. I'm like, okay, there's all this science, but how do I feel about it? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I want to do that more. I want to mm-hmm. like that. So anyway, I definitely appreciate what you're sharing though, about those, those are the powerful ways that I think are becoming more and more recognized and more and more validated. And it's exciting to see that happening. I think for our kids and us, right? Yeah. It's fun to see women and men. Ooh, it's really fun to see men kind of step into this, Mm. but in this this world I've gotten into the last few years and as people open up and it's, it's really fun to watch people that first step into like, this is all crazy into like, Oh, and they start opening up their whole demeanor and frequency and vibration changes. And it's exciting. It's this exciting thing, like stepping into uh, just new possibilities, maybe. But whether it's a rounding or a drum circle or plant medicine or microdosing or something, just this like, oh, I can feel good. I can explore some of these things and do something for me. And then some of the changes are astronomical, but it's, it's a fun space. Yeah, it is. It's potent. And I, I, I too get very excited about people, you know, there's this, everybody's saying everybody's waking up to this, right? Like that terminology of waking up. And it is kind of true. Like we feel like we go through a certain part of our life, or at least I did where I was sort of like asleep at the wheel. I was just thinking, Oh, I've got to do all these, check these boxes in life. And a lot of it was, you know, super performative for like other people's expectations or the world's expectations, things like that. And then when you start to come back to yourself and reconnect with your, your nature and you, you know, your, truest part of your essence. It's so energizing. It's so energizing and exciting. And you open up to this whole new way of being that you maybe didn't even know was a thing. (laughs) Didn't know people were into, or you didn't think it was for you. Right. Yeah. Until you try it and it's amazing. (laughs) So uh, a couple questions. Do you have any specific microdosing experiences that come to you that stand out? So yeah, for microdosing experiences, I, I like because it's not necessarily like a, a journey where I'm, you know, going deep. I'm. It's more like you said, sub perceptual. It's. I think what comes up for me is I have found a way of letting go easier to some of the limiting beliefs that have been a groove in my mind. Right, that neuropathway of thoughts that I have been thinking for, I don't know, my whole life, maybe. I mean, and and so for me, I feel like my experience, you know, it hasn't been this crazy, you know, one time, like, oh, I, I saw this so clearly, like it, for me, it's been more subtle, but it's been profound in of itself. It's been profound to let go of some of the inner critic that was really heavy for me. And now I just have connected back with being more joyful, more childlike, more excited about life. And I mean, that in of itself has been a profound experience. I mean, I'm like, 
yeah, it gets to be this good. Like it's okay to be light and fun and, and tap into that sense of like inner joy. Um, so it's really just given me permission, I think in a way to let go of some of the patterns that I really, you know, they're making me kind of miserable and not letting me shine fully. I was afraid of that. I was afraid of being all the classic limiting beliefs. I was afraid of being seen. I was a perfectionist. Yeah. All, you know, you can name them. Most of us deal with that in some way. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a, a lot of what I, what I hear from people. I mean, it's just little things sometimes they're like, ah, oh, I was just getting so, so, um, ornery with my kids and I don't want to be like that. Mm. Or yeah, I couldn't be free. I couldn't laugh or release this controlling thing. And it's sometimes it's those little shifts, but they're so big. They're so big. They are. Uh, so yeah. we'll talk on our other interview about how that relates exponentially to a large dose, but it's that same thing. That's what I love about it. It's that childlike playfulness and joy that comes in and that freedom. And it's not like you forget about all your responsibilities on a microdose, right? You just mm-hmm. do all those responsibilities with more enjoyment. And you may, mm-hmm. you may see some of them and you're like, why am I doing that? There's no benefit, mm. <laughs> no benefit to that, but you're just yeah. doing it more joyfully and having more fun, right? As you do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait to have a, a conversation with you and, and to hear about your all, you know, and you know, your experience and so forth is so I'm so curious, you know, about how people come into this, the space of, of, you know, experimenting and being in these places where they're like, yeah, I can let go of some of old stuff. Mm -hmm. And releasing those, you talked about old beliefs. I think that's a really awesome, awesome reason. I've been working on some processes and trying them out on people and that just, we, you don't actually have to do plant medicine, but we'll put you into an altered state with breath work and then mm. kind of mimic some of the things I went through or the plants have taught me or brought me through to do that, to release an old belief or to relief, release resentment towards someone or just these little and big, big shifts. So that's kind of fun. I wondered how the, did. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Okay. How the astrology or human design or this stuff that you're into plays into your, plays into this, like who you are and that, that control or release of control. I don't know if you see that. <laughs> Yeah. So with human design, I started to learn about that a few, I'm, well, I I've been aware of it, but I started to really study it and become curious about it. And, and it's really known to be an experiment. It's, it's an experiment that once you understand your design and for me, it's been very helpful relationally in my family. So, you know, knowing my kids design, my husband's design, all that once I, I, you know, I, I tend to, well, I love to learn and I wanted to study that and, um, you know, and share that. And I started to see again, like with just being able to feel more aligned and validated in naturally how my energy communicates with others and how their energy communicates with me. So, that's at its core. That's what human design is, is it's 
our aura has a language. I mean, when we walk into a room, you know, of course there's our physical presence and there's our body language, but then there's also a feeling to us. There's a feeling and our auras extend, our energetic auras extend well beyond our physical body. And so in human design, you you can learn how your aura shows up and how that other people's auras show up. And when you start to kind of appreciate, it's very validating. And if there's, I always say like, if there's anything that's really you know, if there, it should not be a shock to you, you know, when, when you start to learn about it for yourself, you're like, and if there is anything in your chart, you know, human design is just like astrology. It's a pulling of a chart, like using your birth information, your time, your date and your location. And it's an imprint of your energy. So there's this sense of how we are all so individual and we are all, you know, so beautifully aligned when we are in our individual gifts and not trying to be what someone else is doing, or, you know, we're not influenced by the conditioning. There's a lot, there's a big piece of human design. It's called deconditioning and it means letting go of these old patterns. And so to your question and your point, it's a similar process of letting go. Yes, there's some things that are enhancing and validating and our ego is very excited to hear, you know, oh, yes, that makes so much sense that I do things this way. But there's also just like, you know, when you take a microdose, it's like there's, you know, an immediate effect that's nice and uplifting. But, you know, it's a, it's a similar supportive path to unbecoming what you are not, mm-hmm. to unbecoming what you have potentially been conditioned to think you are or behave from that place in an unconscious way. So I think it overlaps beautifully. Um, I, you know, find that, you know, people, when they, they start to understand themselves in these more, you know, these different dimensional layers, as opposed to just being a, a person in a body, right. It's, it's, it's like, that's where all the goodness is. It's these deeper, you know, layers. So, Yeah. I love that. So many things you said are just, yeah, really resonate with me. So do you have a specific experience with the human design you said in like learning your kid's design or your spouse's design? And it doesn't have to be an experience, but a a specific example that really helped you Mm -hmm. out like, oh, this makes sense. And now I'm able to live life differently. Yeah. I mean, so many layers to that from very simple things. Like my husband's design is it's called a manifesting generator. So there's, there's five different design types and he is one of those, which is a manifesting generator, obviously. And he's designed to go very fast. He wakes up every morning with a completely full battery and he is very much uh, multi-passionate he is the world kind of perceives that energy of a, of a manifesting generator is almost like a superhero. Like they can do it. They can take on a lot. They can get a lot done and they do it typically very quickly. So a lot of times you see people with like a bunch of hyphens, they do, you know, they're into all kinds of things. Sometimes that can line up with that type. And for me, my type is very different. I am a projector and a projector type is more of a guide. I don't necessarily have consistent access to my energetic, to an energetic life force battery. My, my energy works more inconsistently. So sometimes I do have a lot 
of power to to do projects and and work, quote unquote. You know that life force can be equated to like a work energy, and I I realized that sometimes I was trying to keep up with him and <laughs> compete sort of with his pace and. That's actually not energetically correct for me at all. And in fact, it led, well, that, not just that, but me trying to energetically keep up with that energy type because that energy type is actually predominant in the world. Mm. I went through burnout. I was completely using my energy in, in a misaligned way. And so for me, it's very important that I take rest and that I listen to if I'm a really truly available to do, to do the doing, (laughs) to do the doing. So that's just a quick example that comes to mind, but yeah, my, you know, my daughter, my daughter's like a projector, like I am, my son is a generator type, which is a, a variation of what my husband is. And, and, you know, knowing that my generator, he is going to wake up and have more energy and more, more consistent life force energy. He needs to be exercised. He needs to ex, you know, get that energy going and out of his system. Whereas my daughter, like me, she requires downtime. She requires alone time. She requires rest. So there's layers and layers of depth with within people's charts, but just from a very high level, like energetic output level, you know, perspective, that's one thing that was very like liberating because I had felt this sort of, again, pressure to keep up with my lovely, you know, my loving generator in my family, <laughs> my husband. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did that intuitively kind of just like, I need to release these expectations that not intuitively I was doing work and had a life coach and you know what I mean? Not just intuitively, but I was working on this with like, I'm having these problems with my kids or husband and, and I expect them to be a certain way and they're not doing this. And I think they should, cause this is what the world says they should do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world says yeah. we should be like this. And, and so as I'm going through life coaching and whatever modalities I had at the time, to try and figure this out, why I was having so much stress in my life over these issues and not just why, but just like, I just need relief from this stress, right? That's all it was like, please help Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) This isn't working and I don't know what to do. We're just like butting heads all the time. Yeah. And so I just got to let go of that, whatever the reason was. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Hey, I get to let go of this. And I, lots of different things, even from, from that, like when you said that, that really made sense to me. We're trying to get some of our kids who aren't built this way to like, no, you got to check all these boxes off and go, go, go. And you have to do all of this. And, and I was pushing some of my kids to be more social Cause I thought that's mm. what they needed. They needed to mm-hmm. go out. They need to go to this thing. Even if it's scary, you got to push your boundaries a little bit and mm. meet new people and whatever. And I'm pushing them to do these different things. And that's not who they were. So I, I released that and let go of that just because it was causing me pain. Like <laughs> it yeah. wasn't working. They weren't, you know, it was, it was not. Yeah. And it was not a productive thing. And then afterwards, when you learn the human design part of it, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. I get it. Now there's a reason why they needed to go and put their headphones on and be alone in the silence. And it was too much in this house of 
five yeah. kids for them, or I, oh, mm-hmm. I get it. Why they like being social and going out after they'd been to school all day was just way too much for them. They that's their yeah. energy cannot take that. So I, I think it would have been beneficial to, and it still will. Now I'm like excited to learn more about Curious. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It happens under- that way. Yeah. Understand them and understand my husband and myself because we're totally different. You know, my tolerance for social mm-hmm. things and downtime is totally different from his. And the first 20 years yeah. of our marriage, oh man, that really caused problems because <laughs> we didn't understand each other. Yeah. 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 I love it because it adds context to the things we're already feeling. It adds validation and context. And then you're like, okay, like I can actually see, you know, visually represented what my felt experience has been. And there is something very powerful in that to your point. And the, you know, and that is, I think the intention that I bring to that is to like, to your point is to create less suffering and to, you know, I, I, we are meeting people more where they're at, I think, which is very, I think, exciting to see in the world because, you know, I mean, that one size fits all homogenized way of being, we're waking up to the fact that's not working and that, you know, we're not wired and we're not supposed to be, you know, we're, we're so, so bringing back that celebration of our individuality and our differences and how we can, I'm really like that, that makes me optimistic that there can be, well, and, and why I think I appreciate human design is it, it, it kind of is again, like helping move that along where people are, you know, cause I, I personally, I'm sure you have, you know, like you were saying, you've been in experiences where people have certain expectations of you that's coming from them projecting their energy onto you and how they do things. And that doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, feels terrible. <laughs> when we look at that, how it feels for us, then we can kind of see, oh, how does that feel for my kids or my husband when I'm projecting just because this is makes sense to me and this is the way I operate. And so it's like logical, but how does that feel for our kids or our, hus- our spouse or our friends when we're putting that on them? and expecting them to be a certain way for us. It feels mm. terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not a good relationship builder, right? No. Right? No. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I am wondering, and I have two different ideas here. Well, as you've done your podcast and your feel good if you have some quick tips and then maybe more like an overall arching, like what you would tell people that aren't there, they're not feeling good right now and they need some help. Mm -hmm. First of all, part of, you know, naming the podcast was very, I don't know about you, but it was, it was challenging because I went back and forth with a million ideas and, and then I was like, okay, I think my essence, like who I am at a court is I want people to feel good. And I want them to feel good enough. Like I actually feel like I could have named this feeling good enough um, with Renee. Cause I feel like that's such my own personal experience is not feeling good and not feeling good enough. So mm. I never want to come across as like having all the answers because honestly, like this, the whole thing has been born out of me learning a little bit about 
oh, okay. Like that feels good. Okay. That feels good. You know, like incorporating that into my own life. Um, so I say that to say like, what feels good for me may not feel good for you. And, you know, again, it goes back to that individuality and where you're at, you know, it's so like, I love to actually work with people on a one-to-one basis, um, as much as my energy will allow, because I can really like see that person and not just make some blanket, like, you know, start your day with these five steps, because I personally kind of have moved away from that. I used to be like, oh yeah, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, let's, and and again, it comes from a good place. You see it all over social media where people are like, here's your morning routine, do these things to start your day. And I'm like, um, I actually don't feel like that's good for everybody all the time. Like imagine that, you know, and I love that. So, you know, um, like, you know, this sort of, again, it goes back to my own like personal experience with that one size fits all, just not kind of being the thing, um, anymore, maybe, maybe it was working more recently. So anytime I feel like you can connect in a place with yourself that feels nurturing and that could be quiet, could be making time, you know, a few minutes to start your day that feels like you can connect with yourself I think that's where you can open up to your own intuition, guiding you to the thing you need, as opposed to my recommendation of, you know, I like to start my day with writing. So you should write, start your day with writing. You know, um, for me, that feels creative and it feels expansive. And I get a lot from that, you know, so I would say just continue to be curious about your own, the messages you're getting you know, your intuition, your connection to source or your connection to God or however, you know, your higher self, whatever feels good for you and aligns for you. And, and I think that, you know, there's things you can do to kind of clear that path a little better to hear what's coming through. Um, Yeah. I'm loving this. That is, that is gold. Like there is no special tip, like tapping into your intuition. So what, what do you do to tap into that intuition and clear that path? For me, I have to have alone time every day. Like I am a non-negotiable alone time person. Like I need, I actually require a lot of alone time. Not everybody, you know, does, but um, I have to be alone in my own aura, <laughs> in my own space. And I think that's step number one for me is I have to, to get that space. I mean, I, Um, energetically I do. And I think most people with all that is happening around us do well with, again, those things we talked about at the beginning, like getting outside, you can't go wrong, right. With nature, you can't go wrong with connecting and laying on the grass or the sand or wherever you are in the world, you know, and it doesn't have to be some big, huge orchestrated deal. Like that's the other thing. Like I used to be such a perfectionist. I'd be like, well, I have to set aside like all this time to do this thing in this way. And, you know, just intuitively, I just kind of go, you know, I'm like, okay, outside, like just walk, just let it go. Um, so I think nature, I, I can't, you can't go wrong with that. Um, and you know, salt baths. I mean, for me, like I, I feel like that clears the slate, I mean, salt is such a cleanser and it, and it releases the energetic residue that I've kind of picked up. And again, I'm a super open sensitive person. So for me, that feels very needed. 
and very necessary, but maybe, you know, not for everyone um, again, but I'm going to give it a try. Did that even answer your question? Yeah, no, I haven't done. (laughs) I thought about salt baths and I am kind of more spontaneous. Like I need to get outside and put my feet in the grass, even just for a minute, you know, but um, I'm going to try the salt baths. That's perfect. Yeah, no, that magnesium. I mean, people do a lot of Epsom salt baths these days. I've noticed for me personally, and again, this is so individual, but I don't actually do that well with Epsom salt because it has sulfur in it. And I'm very salt, my sulfur pathways genetically, or I have a a genetic snip where I don't digest or process sulfur as well. So for me, magnesium baths actually are very good for whatever it's worth. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. That just these little, like these little things I get from podcasts, I might listen to an entire podcast and there's like, that was like a key thing. Epsom salt baths don't work for me, but magnesium, you know, just, just, we think they're inconsequential, but it could be a key for somebody. So I, I want to go back to the good enough part. What do you mean? Just like explain what you mean by good enough. Cause when I, yeah, I'll let you go. Well, what I mean by good enough for me is I, you know, I think this relates closely to our epidemic of imposter syndrome. We look around and we see, you know, people that seem so polished or they have these clear, you know, brands and messages and they're just doing it. And you think like, well, I'm not there. I'm not good enough or I'm not at that level. So like, I doubt myself in that way, you know, and I don't ever start or just take action. So feeling good enough also, I mean, it relates to so many levels that are just pervasive right now, like with appearance. I think that's a big one. I mean, being my age, you know, and you see all these standards, quote unquote, of appearance, and it's just, it gets to be overwhelming. And it, and it really, like, if, I feel like I can internalize some of that and confuse my own internal navigation with thinking like, oh, I need to do that too, Mm. or else I'm not enough, or I'm not one step further. I'm not lovable, right? Because Mm. I'm not looking this way or whatever. So it's, it's a layered one for me that not good enough. It can come down to dimming my light because I don't feel like I'm prepared enough, good enough, done enough, researched enough, you know, all those kinds of things. And then I think it also, you know, it equates into kind of other ways like your appearance and and so many different ways. And yeah, it can be hard. I think we all are faced with it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. It it really was a huge one for me with my parenting. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not a good enough parent was Mm -hmm. like a belief I worked on. for a long, a long, long time. And through lots of experiences and coaching and so much belief work, I mean, gone to seminars and weekend things Mm -hmm. that just to work through these different beliefs. But in my, my first plant medicine journey, just seeing the perfection of like, as you pull away and you kind of see everything from a higher consciousness mm-hmm. and your ego's gone, your worries about whether you're good enough are gone. You know what I mean? Like I did, I, I actually felt the sorrow mm-hmm. of 
just some of my mistakes or what I called mistakes from the past. And so I had the realization and I saw each of my children's souls, like I experienced them and I had been in a place where I was really burned out and we'll Mm -hmm. get to this on yours too. But I was just like done being a mom. I have five kids. My oldest is right now is 22. And I had just been doing it a long time. And I was like, all right, this is like laundry and work and kids and fits and changing diapers and potty training. And, you know, it was just like, I don't, I want to do something for me. Like I'm so done. And as I experienced each of their souls, it was almost like my heart opened and expanded and it was almost laughable because I saw what a gift they were Mm. to me and how incredible, like I, I wasn't serving them. They were this service to me because of who I've become because of having them in my life. So I was going to make a point and now I forgot it because I got a little sidetracked. Mm, That's beautiful. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm feeling your heart because I, I didn't even think about the parenting one, but that is so, so prevalent that pressure. Yeah. from outside and inside. And it's yeah. hard. It's so, so just, hard. <laughs> just be in that space where it was like, all they need is for me to love them. Aww. And I, I'd known yeah. this logically and I've oh, gotten sure. this, this answer when I would pray or meditate that it's like, what do I do for this kid? And we have this problem. And it kept like, just love them. <laughs> just love them. And I am really good at loving my kids. And mm-hmm. I saw like, myself with more love and compassion. And I did, I saw some of my mistakes where I wasn't loving them. And I was this controlling, angry mother. And I just felt that too. And I felt it really deep and I cried, but I knew it was all okay. And it was all part of the process and that I was doing better now. And it all kind of came back around to me loving myself and able to know it was good enough. I was good. I was a good enough mom. And the depth to which you know things after a psychedelic or Mm. medicine journey, it can't be described. I'd never felt something that deep. And I think there's people who are very intuitive that kind of can, but I wasn't that way before. I didn't have those, that ability to do it. I think everyone struggles with that good enough, right? And I was going to try and I was trying to wrap up, but now I have one more question. (laughs) Just going on that, on that side note where you touched on, unless I, I, you had something to say with the kids. I didn't want to just jump into something else. If you had something. Oh goodness. I could talk about that all day. We could probably do an episode just on (laughs) that because yeah, I mean, I, I, I have two neurodivergent kids. They're very intense. They're very sensitive. They're, they're not fitting. They have not fit any expectation I thought they would in, in the best possible ways, in the hardest possible ways. So I just really was feeling your heart when you were saying that because I have, oh my goodness, the, the, yeah, the emotional, there's nothing I think that's impacted me emotionally. Like my children. And so I was just feeling you in that moment. <laughs> like, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible to be able to see their and feel that, see their souls mm-hmm. and feel them and realize the bigger picture, but yeah, and exactly. that we're all good enough, you know? And, exactly. and it, it took me, I think it, 
I know it was after that I'd been working on self-love for a while, but it was after that where I was able to let that love in more like fully and see it was an experience with my husband where I was just jabbering on about who knows what. And he was just there looking at me where it was before bed and he's just smiling. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've just been talking for like 30 minutes about random stuff and about my day and about this person I hiked, you know, guided a hike for. And, and you just like have been sitting here smiling, but I just realized you probably been waiting to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I, oh, and he's like, no, no, it's good. You can talk. I just love you. I just love Aww, being around you and, love that. and being in your energy. And yeah, I'll take sex too. But like, yeah. <laughs> it's totally like, it's good. I wanted to hear that. I wanted to be part of your life. And I was just like, oh my gosh, he means that. Like, uh, he actually loves me exactly how I am. Even me just rambling on or my ADHD or whatever, you know, like how all these quirky things, he really loves me. And I just like, my heart grew. I feel like the Grinch uh, three times that day. But I, and I was like, you know what? I think the only reason I could actually feel that is because I'm loving myself enough. Oh yeah. And I love yeah. him that much. Like, yeah, he has faults, but I, I, my love had grown so much and, and openness. And that's not something when you traditionally think of psychedelics or plant medicine or microdosing that you're like, Oh, it's going to make my unconditional love for myself and others grow exponentially. Yeah. That's (laughs) not there. My gosh. That's so, yeah. So beautiful. That's what, that's what it's all about. It's like that sense of like, we can only, or that saying we can only meet other people as deeply as we've met ourselves and to have your own heart grow. It's like, you have that, mm, that heartfelt resonance and yeah, I'm, I love all of that so much. So beautiful. So, so now I want this like mini sewed and we're over time. So if you need yeah. to go, we can end it. No, you're fine. You're okay. fine. I, I have space today. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> just a, just a quick, like rant, maybe even about this space that we're in, I'm, I'm working with and masterminding with a lot of women who are trying to do something that is, they feel very called to and passionate about, but then all these insecurities come up and it's like, oh, and I'm going to charge people for this. Oh, but Mm. I'm giving them a service. I shouldn't charge or what am I worth? And all all of these weird things come up in this space. So I don't know if you have, if you, uh, and it's a little like the imposter syndrome that you're Mm -hmm. talking about too, but just this, I don't know, getting yourself out there and doing what you feel and possibly getting paid for that. Yeah. We have to recognize ourselves first. So this may be a, a kind of my own personal flavor, but also maybe intertwining a little bit. I have to give Kathy credit because I've really absorbed a lot of this lately. But, you know, for me, like nothing was happening when I was in my head. I had to get to a place where I could feel safe enough to take action in some way. So you know, all of those imposter thoughts and feelings and everything, of course, are valid. I mean, it's not like you're going to try to like push them away or anything because that doesn't work either. But it's about feeling, I think, 
secure enough with yourself that you can start to take some sort of action towards the vision that you have or the goal that you have or, you know, what you see yourself doing in the world. And, you know, I don't think it has to look one way for everyone. Again, it can be whatever you feel like you can lean into and take some take some, you know, chances with in some way that you, you know, you can do. And I do think that part of the underlying, you know, the limiting beliefs under that, right. Is our, you know, we're scared, we're, we're fearful of all the things, what people will think, not getting it right. You know, perfectionism, having it, you know, having all the systems and all the things perfect before we start, but just getting to know yourself in a way that you're like, Hmm, I think that for me personally, like my, I know, my gift is in communicating and in connecting with people deeply. So that feels good to me because that is my gift. And I think that when you're in alignment with your gift, it's like, yeah, it does. It's supposed to feel good and it does feel good. So anything you can do to kind of move that along. Like I think everything I was stuck with was because I was in my head and I wasn't taking any action because I was scared. So But then this beautiful thing happened when I started to take the action. I was like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. Like more, you know, I I can do it a little more. I can lean in a little more here. And so, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a big topic, but I think that that is like anything you can do to, to, to move in that direction, shining as bright as you can and taking some action instead of staying stuck in your head. Cause it feels really awful when you're for me anyway. And I think maybe others when you're stuck in your head, I mean, when yeah. you're stuck in your head, imagining all the what ifs, or, you know, it's a lot less uncomfortable to actually do something than to just sit back and configure all the thousand ways you're going to get it wrong. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I feel you know? that. so I don't know if that's helpful, but that's what, that's, what's coming through. Exactly. No, when, when I just started, I had a million reasons why not to do this podcast, right? Like, ah, there's, it's, this is still illegal in some places, but it's not illegal to talk about it. And it actually Mm -hmm. needs to be in the light so we can vote on it and get it legal in more places. And then it was, then it was down to me. Like once I was like, well, I'm smart enough. I can work around that. And was like, oh, but I'm not good enough to do this. Who am I? Who's going to want to listen to me? Right. And when I just started doing what felt good, those things that Mm -hmm. felt good. And I was just started recording a couple episodes. And even if they never, never got, I I had decided like I'm doing this. So they were going to, they were going to go, but even if they didn't, it felt so good. And it was so fun and so enlivening to talk with people and to share this space together and communicate. And I, I, I don't know, doing, doing the podcast. I was like, the first time I came and I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. Like this is what I was born for. I love, I love this. This is just like so fun for me. If nothing, if it never did get aired or posted, exactly. it was just so fun for me. And such an incredible conversation with each one I had that I was like, I got to keep doing this. And then I'd get stuck on like, like you said, Oh, everything's not professional enough. And I'm not like trying to do a website or whatever. Oh my gosh. I still don't have a website. Cause it's just something that is not my gift. And it, it stops me. And then I'm like in this stuck, frustrated head, spinning in my head energy. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's not time for the website. That'll come right. quickly when it's time. And a couple other things I got stuck on. And then 
if I just kept pushed, like doing what I wasn't stuck on or what was feeling aligned, mm-hmm. then those things started to flow later or they just like came in like seconds. I was like, oh, that was super easy. I, I struggled with that for a week. And all of a sudden it was just here, you know, <laughs> I love that so much. Appeared. And I think that holds back so many people is they want to see the full path. They want to guarantee they want to, you know, like if I do this, I'm going to get this result. And yeah, you have to trust that process of, un- of letting yourself shine and letting whatever come through be exactly what you need and what it is meant to be. And, and, you know, yeah, like leaning into that sense of like, that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have a website. You don't have to have it all. Like it doesn't matter anymore. It's I think now it's all about distilling down into the essence of you being communicated out. And then you will, when you're, when you're good with that and you're clear with that signal, you're magnetizing, you're magnetizing everything you need to yourself. And I do believe that. I think that is in my experience. So I'm just going to, you know, but yeah, that, that sense of, mm, I need to see, wait a second. Like I can't just take a leap of faith here. I need to see that it's going to be worth it. I think that holds back so many people, you know? Oh yeah. For me. And like, okay, but how am I going to monetize this? I'm just doing yeah 40 hours a week of work for, you know, like, of course, yes, I felt passionate and I felt like this was aligned and I was supposed to do this. Right. But then my brain starts getting in the way and it messes it all up. So I, know. I just got to get out of my, or, you know, stay out of my head and just keep going forth. And then it, I know it will all fall into line, you know, alignment and it will work out, but, oh, that's so good. So good. <laughs> so I kept you over a little bit to get a talk about that, but I really appreciate your time. This was fun and it would be fun sometime to go down some rabbit holes on parenting yes. or other things, but I yes. look forward to being on your podcast and sharing some of my experiences too. I can't wait. I'm so curious um, (laughs) to know you deeper. And I have loved this time that we have spent together today. And I'm just so grateful for, for you and I connecting and for you, you know, inviting me in. So thank you. Oh, I think it'll be super beneficial for my listeners. So thank you. Thank you. Harmony. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for subscribing and leaving a review. Come join our amazing free community, Life Changing Trips. There's a link in the description.